Right now on True Today, we're going to be talking about the ungodly Super Bowl that has now become an idol for America. All of the things that were present, including a woke Jesus, Black Lives Matter, Black Anthem, also Pfizer propaganda, and sex trafficking being celebrated. All of this is where America's at now, and we need to wake up and repent. Right now, on Truth Today. Well, good morning or good afternoon, depending on uh, your time zone. Uh, thank you for joining us today on Truth Today. Pastor Shara, I'm hating with you, and I'm so excited to be back with you live in studio today. Uh, we were on vacation, uh, as I had mentioned, and it was a, just a, a, a real blessed time. We we're so grateful to the Lord for that time that we had as a family. Uh, but I, I do believe that we had some great shows that we had lined up, and I encourage you, of course, uh, to go, if you're, on, if you're not on Rumble and you're watching this on our website, please go to rumble.com slash Hadian and check that out. We have some great shows that we did with my friend Leah Holman on, on the invasion of the border. We did an amazing show with Scott Scherer talking about the medical murder now being the number one cause of death, outpacing uh, cancer and, and heart attacks. Um, we had a great show on, on uh, uh, the testimony of a former Muslim imam from Iran, my spiritual father who came to Christ. So anyway, uh, we had some great shows, some great guests lined up, and we have some great guests that are going to be lined up here in the next few weeks as well. But I'm, just, I'm excited to be back with you today. I'm excited to um, have our chat going. So uh, if you're on Rumble, let us know where you're from. Greetings from South Texas. Uh, thank you all for joining us. And I'll try to look at the comments as we go on my laptop here and be able to respond to folks. But it's just good to be back with you. Uh, this, today, I want to share a verse with you as we always start, and we always try to start in the Word of God. And, and this is really important uh, that this is in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, the book of Hebrews chapter 10 in verse 26. And it is fitting this verse for our subject matter, uh, a good, good a friend of mine, a sister in the Lord, had texted me a few days ago after Sunday and said, did you, you, know, did you see the Super Bowl? And, and, and I really think that you should talk about this on your show today. And so I had already been thinking about it, and that was just an affirmation that this is what we need to cover today, especially with, with uh, the ads that were in the Super Bowl about this, uh, what I believe is a woke Jesus, the he gets us campaign. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the Pfizer ad. Uh, that was just creepy. Then we're going to be talking about uh, the black national anthem. Um, I, I, don't, I don't even know if we'll get to the whole Taylor Swift demonic. Did you see all her friends in the press box, in her box up there, uh, that are all her Satanist friends uh, that she does in her shows? Then you saw her... her uh, vi her, her what looked to be a violent boyfriend, this guy, um, Travis, who uh, ran into, uh, pushed his coach, and, and he gets an excuse. He, he's off the hook, apparently, because they won the Super Bowl. But the bigger issue is America's obsession. That's the bigger issue. I hear all of this talk about America is seeing a revival and, 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 uh, uh, God still has his hand on America, and yet the obsession with the Super Bowl, the fact that it is more important to so many people, uh, many are calling it a new religious holiday or a new secular holiday, and the fact that these are the things that are, that are happening at the Super Bowl, our ushers, halftime show, I didn't even watch it. I, I'm trying to do all this stuff after the fact. But we're talking today, and our title is The Super Bowl, now an ungodly idol to this nation. And it has been for a long time. This is not just to this year, right? This has been an issue with the NFL and all the kneeling, and they won't stand up for the national anthem and all the different things that they had. And oh, by the way, Budweiser's ad, right? The pro Budweiser ad that now Trump wants us to forgive Budweiser, you know. Budweiser was one of the most effective folks, one of the most effective boycotts from, from conservatives and Christians uh, 
that we've seen in recent time. They absolutely have been destroyed in a good way, brought down to earth in a good way after their horrific, disgusting promotion of Dylan Mulvaney or whatever his name was and, and, and the transgenderism. And now Trump wants us to forgive and move on because now Anheuser-Busch is giving him campaign money. Is this how it works? Is this the person that now we're going to celebrate possibly getting back into the White House? Hey, let's move on from this, these woke companies because now that they're giving me money for the campaign. So um, thank you for uh, the sentiment. We had a relaxing vacation. Yes, thank God. By, by the way, everybody on our vacation, no children got sick. Nobody broke anything. Nobody threw up. Uh, we had a blessed time. It went way too fast. And uh, I thank you guys for praying for us that we would have that time. We go once a year, Lord willing, and it's just a uh, time to just sort of de-escalate and just be with family. And now we're coming back and getting ready. So welcome from Kansas City. Uh, welcome, again, those of you who are joining us, let us know. But um, this is really, really critical for us to understand what is happening here. So here's the passage in Hebrews chapter 10 before I get ahead of myself. And this is for those who are professing to be Christians. Okay, so this is not for the ungodly or for the world. This is a passage for those who are professing to be Christians that the, the, those who are now in faith in Jesus Christ are to be living by justice, by just uh, the justice of the Lord, the justice of the Word of God, to be just in Christ. So the just shall live by faith and not by compromise. So verse 26, believe, we believe that this is the Apostle Paul, who is the author of the book of Hebrews, that is the consensus. For if we sin willfully, okay, so here's the key. If we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth. So if we as believers, having read the word of God, having understood the truth, having had our eyes open to the truth of the word of God, of God's truth, of, 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 of who God is as our creator, who Jesus is as our Lord and Savior, the characteristics of our God, the justice of our God, the righteousness of our God, having tasted these things, and then we go back and we willfully begin to celebrate as many Christians are doing today, or so-called Christians, the whole social justice movement, and we willfully celebrate those things, we are now, Paul says, let me finish, there no longer remains a sacrifice for those sins. So you've already been forgiven, but now if you commit willfully these sins, and, and, and that goes for, um, for example, I know as a believer that adultery is a sin, correct? The Ten Commandments and in the New Testament. If I willfully commit that sin and I'm unrepentant, the writer of Hebrews by the Holy Spirit saying, there's no longer any forgiveness. There, there, there's no more sacrifices left for that sin. Because you're not willfully doing it and you're unrepentant. Now, if I willfully commit a sin and I'm repentant, then I can expect that there is forgiveness for my repentance. Verse 27. So again, it says, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment. This is the New Testament, folks, not the Old Testament. This is not the Old Testament wrath God that some people would want to attribute. No, this is the New Testament. But a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Oh, how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot? 
counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. That's the New Testament, folks. That's the righteousness of our, of our Lord. That if we willfully sin again and willfully commit acts, and endorse acts that the word of God has clearly said a sin, then we are trampling the Son of God under our feet. We've counted the blood that was shed for the new covenant. Instead of it being a holy thing, we've counted it a common thing. And we've insulted the spirit of grace. Because now that grace has now become cheap and it's licentious. It's a license to sin. So keep that in mind when I get to these ads in the Super Bowl about he gets us. How about we should have these ads be, we need to get him. We need to understand who Jesus is, how righteous and holy he is, that he is the son of the living God, that he's the second person of the Trinity, he is Lord and Savior, and he's coming back as King of kings and Lord of lords to, to subdue the nations to trample the nations under his foot. And the, what looks like a sword coming out of his mouth is going to strike down the nations and the armies of the Antichrist and throw Satan and the false prophet and the Antichrist into the pit. This is who we should understand. But no, we're here busy celebrating this idol worship and celebrating uh, these horrible, horrible Ads, propaganda, pure propaganda. So let's go to, let's start with, Drya, um, the article from our friend Leah Holman about the creepy Super Bowl ad that spread the supersized dose of uh, Pfizer propaganda. Do we not have that one in the links? Um, okay, but do you have the video? Yes. Okay, let's go to the video first, then we'll come back to the ad. So this is the video of... Okay, so here, here's, here's the ad. Creepy Super Bowl ad spread supersized dose of Pfizer propaganda. So before we go to the video, Pfizer spent $7 million on this Super Bowl ad hoping to convince us that the company represents, quote, science and not a billion-dollar vaccine profit. The ad triggered so much outrage that the comments were turned off for the ad on YouTube, which is owned by Google. The ad includes images of famous scientists, including Albert Einstein, Isaac Newton, and Copernicus, a Catholic canon and mathematician who formulated a model of the universe that placed the sun rather than the earth at its center. Sorry, Fauci but you're no Albert Einstein. Go ahead and come back to me, please. The ad also featured Rosalind Franklin, whose work was central to the understanding of the molecular structures of DNA and RNA. The word science appears multiple times with subliminal messages. And so um, there was no mention, of course, he says, in the ad about the millions of cases of myocarditis in children and young adults, no mention of the female menstruation problems, the strokes, the blood clots, the dead athletes, and the many health issues that continue to plague people after receiving Pfizer's genetically modified mRNA injections. Now there is a video clip offering facts that did not make it into Pfizer's Super Bowl ad. In 2022, Pfizer scientists admitted during testimony for the European Union Commission that the vaccine was never tested, was never tested for preventing transmission of the virus. Or if it was tested, the data was never shared with the public. Yet we continue to hear safe and effective, safe and effective. And so it's ironic that in the United Nations, that in the United States that keeps pushing now, our government, these death shots, the European nations, many of them are considering banning these shots because of the deadly effects. Let's go to this ad and watch this commercial. Do we have audio on it? Watch this commercial from the Super Bowl. Go ahead. Tonight, I'm 
gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. So what do you think? Comment. Let us know what you think. People are already saying sick. Uh, this is twisted, right? So talk about propaganda. Pure propaganda. That we're having a good time, right? I'm sure all the people that have died that have myocarditis, that have been uh, so traumatically affected by losing loved ones or all the other adverse effects, I'm sure they're having a good time, right, Pfizer? as they're profiting billions and billions of dollars. Now, you go, Sharam, this is the Super Bowl. It's, um, it's you know, this is commerce. This is, this is capitalism. They have the money. They can, sure. But the fact that they are pushing this propaganda on the American people, and most people are not going to be awake to it. They're not going to be alert of it, of what, what they're pushing. Then, if that wasn't bad enough, let's go to the article about the Gateway Pundit, the Black National Anthem, uh, the, uh, that one right there. So here we have after, uh, or before I should say, before Reba McIntyre sang the National Anthem at the Super Bowl, Andra Day, I've never heard of her, performs what many are referring to as the black national anthem called Lift Every Voice and Sing. This also sparked backlash on social media. Um, Elijah Schaefer said, this is woke divisiveness. Nonsense has to end. There's only one national anthem. Go ahead and please come back to me if you can. Florida rep Matt, Matt Gates was so perturbed by the song's inclusion that he skipped watching the event entirely. Ohio rep Mike Lochick wrote in a post to X, the platform from known as Twitter, there's no such thing as a black national anthem. We're all Americans, united by our great and beautiful star-spangled banner. The Super Bowl is supposed to bring us together. It's a disgrace that the NFL decided to push the politics of racial division again. Well, not a surprise, right? The woke NFL, the woke uh, sports leagues, not a surprise. Not a surprise at all. And you had last year the pushback from the NHL. Thank God that there was that pushback from many NHL teams and NHL players that stopped celebrating these pride events. Some of the, some of the uh, cities and, and teams are still doing it. But we got to understand that, again, I, I get it, folks. People love sports. I love sports. Uh, and, 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 you know... Uh, my, my kids, I, I'm a huge hockey fan, so my kids watch hockey. We go to hockey games when we can. I get it. But we cannot celebrate this type of wokeness, this type of propaganda. So here are the lyrics. I just wanted to read for you the lyrics of this song. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Okay, not bad so far. 
let our rejoicing rise high as the light listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of faith that the dark past has taught us. Oh, wait a second now. Here we go. Here comes the wokeness. Sing a song full of hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun. Let us march on till victory is won. What victory? I'm sorry, what victory? Are black people not emancipated? Are black people not free people? Is there still racism in the sense of governmental racism? Yeah, there is actually in America. It's against white people. Just like in South Africa, where you have white farmers that are now being prosecuted and arrested because now there's a reverse racism. Now they're racist against white people. And what is happening in South Africa is what is they're trying to do here in America. They're flipping the narrative. Stony the road we trod, bitter the chastening rod, felt in the days when hope unborn had died, yet with a steady beat have not our weary feet come to a place for which our fathers sighed. We have come over a way that with tears has been watered. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered. Out from the gloomy past till now we stand at last where the white gleam of our bright star is cast. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, though thou who has brought, brought us this far on the way, thou who has by, by thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path, we pray, lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we meet thee, our hearts drunk with the wine of the world, we forgot thee, Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we stand, forever stand true to our God, true to our native land. So this is what many are calling the new black anthem, because clearly, as you see, it is about the idea that we're going to lift up every voice is the idea that we're going to lift up the black voice, that the black voice matters. So this is no different than black lives matter rather than saying every life matters. Every life is precious to God. Every life is to be fought for, including, by the way, in the womb. No, we're going to focus on only black voices, black lives, black history, because we're inherently still, according to them, a racist nation. And so this is what um, was there. Here's another article from the, from the Gateway Pundit from Wayne Root. If you have that one, please draw it. I did not stand, he says, for the black national anthem at the Super Bowl. Here are some important questions for the NFL. He said, not because I'm white, I did not stand, but because I'm, a, I'm an American. Um, I grew up in a blue-collar neighborhood in a majority black town. I am Jewish. My neighbors were Italian Catholic and Irish Catholic. And then he talks about when going to high school in the Bronx. Why not a white national anthem? By the way, is the national anthem color specific? Do we sing a national anthem that's color specific? I don't think so, right? Then he says, should we have a Jewish national anthem? Blacks make up 12% of America. Jews make up 2% of America. Why aren't Jews more of a minority than blacks? That's a good question. Why shouldn't we sing a Jewish national anthem? Because they're less of a... How about a Muslim national anthem? How about that one? Sing it to Allah, their false god. How about that? You'll probably see some version of that here soon. Why not an Italian national anthem, an Irish, a Polish, a Latino, a gay, a straight, a trans? These are all good questions that he's asking. And so this is how we divide America, folks. The goal here is not to unite. The goal here is to divide. And Christians who get behind this kind of garbage, this kind of nonsense, this kind of wokeism, um, are deeply deceived. Deeply deceived. And so, um, how about this? Let, let, let's, let's go to this article, Drya. 
uh, as we celebrate this ungodly idol that is the Super Bowl and the sheer volume of secularism, the sheer volume of propaganda that comes out of the Super Bowl, a dark secret that most people do not know is that the Super Bowl is the number one sex trafficking event of the year. Let's go to that article, please, the imprint. Human trafficking, the dark side of the Super Bowl. This has been going on for years. And with the influx of several hundred thousand tourists, most of which are male, large sporting events such as the Super Bowl become an ideal location for human traffickers to make money by exploiting their victims. Go ahead, if you can come back to me, please. Because of the increased security measures required of such events, law enforcement in the past has been stretched fairly thin, taking some of the focus off of other illegal activities such as the sex trade. Although they claim every year new measures are put into place. However, sex trafficking, because it's a 9.5 billion dollar industry in the United States, and, and if, if you watch the unbelievable movie right, uh, with Jim Caviezel, um, Sound of Freedom, you know that America is the number one purchaser of child sex trafficking. We are the number one purveyors. We are number one consumer. And yet we want God to bless this nation. And it talks about that in the past, the officials have tried to take preventative measures in, in order to combat opportunistic human traffickers. But yet those efforts continue to fall grossly short. This is a hidden crime. And so much of it is unreported, right? And But yet there's testimony of former sex slaves and the amount of evidence that comes to light with every Super Bowl season. It, is, it should be enough for officials to launch coordinated efforts to stop this, but they don't. Human trafficking is a problem 365 days a year. It affects up to 300,000 women, the article says, and 300,000 women and children in the U.S. alone. In the U.S. alone. Globally, the number reaches in the millions. The average age for a girl held captive is only 12 years old. Putting a stop to it requires the awareness and action. I'm going to go a step further. Putting a stop to it requires the love of money. When the Super Bowl is bringing in and, 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 and channeling billions of dollars of revenue, and when so many Americans are so consumed with watching it, not going to church and watching it, and not understanding that it's not just a game. It's not just a sporting event, but it has now become an idol, a propaganda fest. And I'm getting to the worst of it for Christians, by the way. This modern day slavery is not being dealt with. It is not being dealt with. Because you have... Uh, Hotels, you have in the area, right, that, that um, take in hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. But the moment they announce, this article says the Super Bowl, the traffickers begin to traffic young uh, women and young girls to that area. And in this case, where was it? Las Vegas. So I'm sure... That wasn't a problem, right? Being in Sin City. So it probably was worse. And then they began to offer through backdoor channels the opportunity. And those who are sexual predators know that this is the place to go. That you go to the city where the Super Bowl is, is, is in to then be able to, particularly with child sex trafficking, get young children. Demonic, demonic, demonic.
sick. But that's not a priority because remember what the Congress was doing over Sunday. They were busy passing a package over $90 billion so so they can spend another, the United States Senate, thanks to 22 rhino Republicans, along with the Democrats, sent another $60 billion they want to send to Ukraine and uh, about $21 billion to Israel and some to Taiwan. No money for the border. They completely decimated any, any effort to actually close the border. Here's the InfoWars article, if you have that one, Drya. This was interesting that Alex Jones, of all people, tackled this. Is the NFL more important now than America? And in this article, Jones, and this is, I think, really interesting. He compares America's obsession with football to ancient Rome's love for chariot races and gladiator battles. Go ahead and come back to me if you can, please. Even up until the invasion that caused their ultimate collapse. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, is that prophetic in the sense of those words being uttered. Last night at our Patriot Network meeting here in East Tennessee, we were talking all about the obvious, what used to be a stealth invasion into our nation, now is a obvious invasion that nobody cares about because we as a nation don't have borders. We are being invaded. We were covering all the evidence for that, including 12 former FBI executives that wrote a letter to Congress saying, we are now in the midst of a soft invasion we, we, we covered last night that over 250,000 military-age Chinese men are being brought into the United States. The United States government knows it. They know it. They know what's going on. And they just come in and, and claim asylum. But I think that's a good question. I think we are ancient Rome. I think America is about to f- collapse. I think even up to the last minute, where as they were being invaded and collapsing, the people were still busy focusing on their chariot races and their gladiator battles in Rome until it was too late. We're too busy focusing on our idol of the Super Bowl and these, and these glorious sporting events, which again, nothing wrong with sports. Sports can be a blessing and a positive thing. It was in my life. I was, a, I was, a, I was an athlete all my life. I've been an athlete all my life. Uh, I, I played Division II tennis. Uh, I was a competitive badminton player. Uh, I, I, I've been an athlete. And nothing wrong with that. It was a positive influence. But when it becomes an idol, and when we cannot see through the propaganda, and we refuse to turn it off, we repeat, refuse to stop supporting it, like with Bud Light. Again, we did a good thing. Conservatives did a good thing completely bringing Bud Light to its knees. But now Trump says support again. Guess what? Many mega people are going to go, okay, okay, we'll support it again because Trump said it. And so, um, yeah, one of the questions on on the thing is how was the national anthem changed? Again, I just read that. The national anthem was not changed. They sang this what, what are people are referring to as a black anthem before they sang the national anthem, which by the way, how about the order of that? Why are they giving priority to this before they sing the national anthem? So the national anthem wasn't changed. They sang this song that again, uh, if you're joining us late, was called Lift Every Voice and Sing. And I went through the w- lyrics of it and it is all about black grievances. It is all about black suffering and black grievances. So it is not a uniting factor. And so, and again, so we, we, we already covered the black national anthem. We covered the ungodly Pfizer propaganda that is, uh, gener- that, that, that is talking about how happy people are about Pfizer and how their, Pfizer was comparing themselves to Albert Einstein and Copernicus. And again, I covered the Leo article there, uh, Isaac Newton. But... The Super Bowl is the number one location for child sex trafficking in the country every year, every year, because the traffickers know there's a lot of people that are coming in from all around the world. A lot of wealthy people come in. And unfortunately, a lot of those people that are coming in, 
want uh, sex and it's bad enough with prostitutes, but then they want it with minors, with children, and it's sick. Um, so, but yeah, that's what they were doing. And we'll see, I covered last time, by the way, that this Senate bill has a time bomb in there. They put language in there that if Trump gets reelected, that if he tries to stop the funding to Ukraine, that they can criminally charge him. Remember, that's what they got him for in the first impeachment. They got him because of the phone call with Ukraine and because of the fact that he threatened to cut off the military aid, which they claimed was a law passed by Congress. So that's, that's, that was the impetus for the first impeachment. Now they put a clause, an amendment in this bill. And yes, as somebody said, uh, uh, Mike Johnson is saying it's dead on arrival. I hope so. I hope the House kills it. But the point is, that's while we were distracted with the Super Bowl, they, they were Sunday passing a bill. This bill on Sunday. You think that was an accident? You think it was an accident that they waited on Sunday to, to bring a bill like this? And they admitted that they put this amendment in there to stop Trump from being able to defund Ukraine? What is going on in Ukraine? All the money laundering, sex trafficking, child trafficking, all the bio labs, the corruption. This is what is this nation, folks. I love the ideals of America. I love our constitution. I love our principles. I love our founding. I'm so grateful for God bringing me to this nation. But I am at a point where I see clearly with my eyes open what this nation has become. A foul stench to heaven. And it will not stand unless we repent. And so this is what's going on. Now, let me get to the biggest part of this for Christian. Because um, do you have that X post, just the, just the actual, no? Uh, so there was a uh, X blogger named Colin Rugg, and he tweeted, new co uh, colon, a Christian outreach campaign, he gets us, releases Super Bowl ad depicting Christians washing people's feet. Okay? You go, well, Sharon, what's wrong with that? Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. Yes. However, the ad is propaganda. The Christians were washing the feet of a woman at an abortion clinic, an alcoholic, an environmental activist, an illegal immigrant, what appears to be a, uh, to be a Black Lives Matter protester, a gay man and or a trans man and others. So I'm going to play this ad for you so you can see it. And then we'll talk about, um, then we'll, yeah, yeah, uh, sorry, a, a friend of mine just texted me that not only are they, the federal government, instead of stopping the border, right, and, and they're, and they're uh, passing this, 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 they passed this measure in the Senate, which doesn't do anything about the border, nothing, zero. Um, not only are they doing that, now the federal government is trying to come after church security teams and groups training to protect churches because they want to label them as a militia. Did you hear me right? The federal government is trying to end church security teams and group training and label them as illegal and as a paramilitary organization, i.e. a militia. This, by the way, let's go to the article real quick before we go to the video. This real quick, uh, uh, in spite of the fact that the individual that shot up Lakewood Church, that's Olstein, and, and Olstein, in my opinion, is a heretic, but it doesn't matter. The fact is, go ahead and go to this article. The trans, the, the, the uh, identified shooter at the, at, at the churches, Texas church there, you see right there, it was a transsexual immigrant. Remember the tranny that shot up the school and killed six people here in Nashville, Tennessee? And the media forgot about all that, right? But here the media is silent on this story of the shooter that went in shooting up the Lakewood church. Thank God for two off-duty police officers who were attend the church, who engaged the shooter, stopped the threat, and, and of, of course, ended her. But this is, was an LGBT trans activist. 
And I've been saying for months now that this is trans-terrorism. They are arming up and places of worship. So at a time where every church should be having a security team, every church should be training to have armed security shepherds on their campus, as we do. Every church should be. That's why as a pastor, I am always armed. I'm armed with the Word of God. I'm armed with the sword of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit and, 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 and the weapons of the Spirit, but I'm also practically armed every time because it's my responsibility to protect the sheep. At a time where we needed more, the federal government is trying to declare us to be paramilitary organizations, militias, and trying to deem us as illegal. Do you see now, brothers and sisters, who our enemy is? The government of the United States of America is now an enemy of the people. The government of the United States of America is now an enemy of Christians. The government of the United States of America is now an enemy of the church. And yes, there may be some decent people in government, but the government as a whole, the Department of Justice, the FBI, the CIA, the Homeland Security, the uh, State Department, the IRS, all of these institutions. And you think Trump's going to change this? When they've set up booby traps for him? And remember, I think he's going to get selected. I've made that prediction. I'll stand by it. I believe he's going to get elected because they're not going to cheat. And they're setting us up. His hands are going to be tied. He's not going to be able to touch this deep state. They're going to make sure of it. But let's go to this. All right. So here is this ad by a group called He Gets Us. And he who they're talking about is Jesus. Watch this ad and tell me if you... By the way, this is the second year that they've run these ads during the Super Bowl. They ran two last year. They ran two this year. And I'm going to tell you about the funding. And you're going to be shocked if you already don't know who some of the Christian companies are that are funding this woke garbage of He Gets Us. Let's go ahead and play this. Um, let me get it set up here as well, Dry. Okay, go ahead. Don't ask me what you know is true. Don't have to tell you. So you see at the end there, I don't know if you, we, we, you caught that part of it. Um, Dry, can you go to the end of the video uh, and, and like pause it where it says he loves us? Right, it's okay. I guess I'll just do it here. Uh, because you saw the words at the end there that he says that um, he loves us. And it's interesting because it says here, this, this is what it says at the end. I'm just playing it here so that... Uh, it says here, after the last one, by the way, the last one, if you see in, the, in, the, in here, is this priest, pastor, whoever, washing the feet of a clearly homosexual, probably trans man. And then it says this, Jesus didn't hate, didn't teach hate. He washed feet. He gets us, all of us, Jesus, he gets us.com, love your neighbor. All right. So this is all focused on the aspect of love your neighbor. Now, you remember, that's the second commandment, correct? The first commandment is to love the Lord your God. But this is about love your neighbor. And you go with Sharam, is there a problem with Jesus 
washing the feet of a sinner. Well, he never washed the feet of a sinner. He washed the feet of his disciples. He taught us to wash the feet of one another as believers in an act of submission to one another. Can you, Dry, can you go back to the video? Bring up the video again and uh, go to the part here. No, no, go when, when it's at the Planned Parenthood. So can you bring that, can it be paused or no? Um, I, I want to get a screen, I'm going to have him get a screenshot of this because you saw there that he went through and it's, um, he's washing the feet of an alcoholic because you see uh, that there's alcohol on the table. Then the cop is washing the feet of a, of a criminal. Uh, then you have uh, a gal at the school washing the feet of another gal with red hair. Um, you have a man washing. Okay, yeah, there it is. Okay, so I want to focus on this specifically because what they're saying is, okay, is that if you as a Christian stand outside an abortion murder mill, which is family planning, um, Planned Parenthood, right? You should serve the woman that wants to go murder her baby. And if we stand outside that, we are being judgmental. We are not being like Jesus because Jesus would wash the feet of the woman who is about to murder her baby. Because if we did that, somehow would that convince them not to murder their baby? So you, you get the propaganda here. And then, go ahead and please come back to me. So remember, if you're against abortion and you believe that that's murder and sin, you're now being judgmental. Then uh, there's a Native American guy who's washing his feet. Um, then there is, as I said, the Planned Parenthood, the family clinic. Then you have a guy washing the foot of a guy who is an oil worker washing the foot of a, a Asian gal who is an environmentalist with the sign Clean Air Now. So again, that's not propaganda, right? Um, then you have a woman washing the feet uh, of a woman with a baby, maybe homeless. Then you have a woman washing the feet of a Muslim woman. So now we got to wash the feet of the Muslims, even though they're trying to kill us, we should wash their feet. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. We, we are called to love our enemies. We are called to pray for them, right? But nowhere in the Bible says, do you go and wash the feet of your enemy? We wash the feet of one another as believers. Then you have the Black Lives Matter activist and two old men, and then, as I said, the homosexual trans. And all this is Jesus didn't hate. Now, what's interesting is Jesus clearly taught to hate sin, no? Does it not? So Romans 5, 8, God showed us his love that while we were still yet sinners, he died for us. Proverbs 8, 13, the fear of the Lord is a hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. So the way of arrogance, pride, pride, arrogance, and the way of evil and perverted speech, God says he hates. Psalm 11, the Lord tests the righteous, but his, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Um, we have the fact that we know that Jesus tells us that we are to hate what is evil. Does it not? In fact, I just taught Sunday night out of Revelation chapter 2, where Jesus says to the church of Ephesus, after he rebukes them for their losing their first love, forsaking their first love, 
he then says, but I know that you stand against, you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which were teaching sexual immorality, um, idol worship to, uh, to foods, to false gods. He says, I also hate their deeds. This is Jesus speaking, by the way, the one who holds the lampstands, who's in, in the midst of the seven lampstands. So to, to say that Jesus didn't teach hate, he clearly taught to hate what is evil. He clearly taught to hate sin. He clearly says, I, abhor, I, I abhor pride, arrogance, perverted speech. But I got to get to who's behind this group. So again, as I said, this he gets us campaign, right? So the, the idea is Jesus loves everybody. Jesus loves everything you do. He's just going to sit there and wash your feet. And by the way, last year's ad was all about the refugees, right? Jesus was a refugee. The, the ad was Jesus himself was a refugee. So he loves refugees. And this is the whole argument I don't have time to go into about the border and uh, illegals, that we should be welcoming open borders, open doors, let's welcome everybody in, that that's what Jesus would taught, welcome the stranger among you. I talked about this last night at our meeting as well, uh, that they cite Deuteronomy and they claim that, that all Deuteronomy says be welcoming to the stranger among you, to Israel, uh, and yet that command was among strangers who came into Israel, who then obeyed the laws of Israel, who came in lawfully, uh, not who came in illegally and are committing, committing violent acts and committing uh, drug acts and sex trafficking and human trafficking and committing DUI and killing people, which happens all the time. Uh, we find illegals who are drunking, dr drinking and, and, and driving. Uh, and, and in fact, when I was a police officer, uh, of all of my arrests that I had for drunk driving, the number one, sadly, was those who were illegal. It was a common thing because if they have a disregard for the law in one area, they're going to have a disregard for the law in other areas. And I mean lawfulness, not legality as in some man-made law, but what is righteous to our foundation as a nation, our constitution, our lawfulness and, and God's laws. So last year was that propaganda. This year it's all about him washing feet. So who is funding this he gets us? All right, you ready? So it is now a group called Brand Haven Marketing. And he says, we're trying to be very intentional to build off of last year's message and instead of showing people fighting, showing people demonstrating what it looks like to love your neighbor. The campaign's second commercial, Know Your Neighbor, aired during the second quarter. The He Gets Us website says the ad campaign is a movement not affiliated with any single individual, political position, church, or faith denomination. Vanderground told the Associated Press before the 2023 Super Bowl that he gets us was trying to send to get the message across to people who are spiritually open but skeptical. So, the he the he gets us campaign was started by Servant Foundation in 2022, but this year it was managed by a newly formed nonprofit that's that's titled Come Near, Come Near. The nonprofit's stated goal is, quote, sharing the life and love of Jesus in thought-provoking new ways. So apparently this is the way that Jesus would love sin and sinners. Now you go, well, Jesus ate with sinners. Yes. Did he ever, ever, ever affirm their sin? Did he ever not call them to repentance? The woman at the well. Did he not? Tell her, I've forgiven you. Go and sin no more. I read to you from Hebrews. For if we willfully sin after we've received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. And we have trampled the Son of God underfoot. 
counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and not a holy thing. And we've insulted the spirit of grace, meaning we've insulted the Holy Spirit. That's what scripture says. But not for these folks. Then it gets worse. Come near CEO is Ken Caldwell, former executive of Wendy's and Domino's Pizza. So now they're co-opting Christianity and trying to brand it as a marketing ad, ad, ad to push this woke Jesus. That's what this is, folks. Again, the, the, our message should not be, he gets us. Our message should be, we need to know him. We need to know who the true living God is and repent and turn to him. As for the organization that initially launched the campaign in 2022, Servant Foundation, also known as the Stignitary, is a Kansas-based nonprofit. Um, the He Gets His Campaign switch ownership to Come Near in the past year. This group, Come Near. The Signatory is a donor-advised fund that calls itself a Christian ministry seeking to build the kingdom of God by inspiring world-changing generosity. The organization donated $50 million to the Alliance Defending Freedom from 2018 to 2020. The ADF told USA Today that it categorically rejects this classification by the SPLC because the SPLC, who by the way also listed us as a hate group, listed the ADF as a anti-LGBT hate group. But here we go. In 2023, Hobby Lobby founder David Green told right-wing talk show host Glenn Beck that his family was helping fund the Super Bowl 57 ads. Green and Hobby Lobby won a significant victory in 2014 when the Supreme Court ruled that Hobby Lobby and other closely held corporations could continue to deny providing health insurance, right? Remember that. So why is it all of a sudden that these groups funded by Hobby Lobby and also a part of this is a, uh, the ownership of Chick-fil-A. So Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby are, have been funding arms of the He Gets Us campaign. So why are they pushing this wokeism? Jesus is a refugee. Jesus would wash the feet of all these people. Unless you guys don't see anything wrong with these ads. But I believe that this is completely unbiblical. It is abhorrent because now, again, the judgment, especially as we see 11 fellow believers who are facing up to uh, 10, 11 years in prison for standing outside the abortion murder mill in Nashville, Tennessee. The city of Nashville didn't come after them. The state of Tennessee didn't come after them. The federal government came after them. The Justice Department came after them and now is trying to put them away for 10 to 11 years in prison. These, I think it was actually nine, maybe it was nine. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong on that number. But the bottom line is at a time where the federal government is trying to make it illegal for us to be able to secure our churches and have church security, and, and they want to call us a paramilitary organization like a militia, at a time where the federal government is promoting transgenderism, LGBT abortion, and all those things, what do we have? We have, let's go back to that image, please, Jariah. He gets us saying that you should be outside abortion clinics washing the feet of the women who want to go murder their children instead of being outside there preaching the gospel. Now, Again, if you think that that's something to do that will work, okay, okay. But this entire He Gets Us was another propaganda like Pfizer, like the rest of it that I covered today, like the like Black National Anthem. Yet, folks, it was Christian, false Christian propaganda. It was social justice Christian propaganda. It was wokeism propaganda. It is a false gospel propaganda. This is not the true Jesus. Yes, we love our enemies. Yes, we pray for our enemies. Yes, we share the gospel with our enemies. But we do not endorse, embrace, 
what the Bible has called sin. If we willfully, again, embrace the sin that, that, that the truth has been revealed to us in the Word of God, then we are mocking our Savior. But this is what they're doing. Go ahead and come back to me, please. So, um, once again, in my opinion, the Super Bowl, this is our title today, and I hope you share this with somebody, the Super Bowl is an ungodly idol. These things have become ungodly idols. Don't let these things become idols in your life. Don't forsake the things of the Lord in order to follow these. And when you see these things, whether it's secular music, whether it's Christian music, we've seen the compromising in Christian music. Everything has to be tested back to the Word of God. Everything has to be brought back to the truth of the Word of God. Otherwise, we are going to fall for this deception. How many Christians do you think are out there who are going to look at this ad he gets us and say, this is wonderful. Look at this. We're promoting Jesus at the Super Bowl. I guarantee you the majority. I guarantee you 80 to 90% of Christians saw that and thought it was wonderful. Just like all the people that saw the Pfizer ad and thought that's wonderful. All the Christians or all the people saw the, heard the black anthem and thought that's wonderful. Because they don't have wisdom, a spirit of discernment, and grounded in the truth of the Word of God. Jesus never taught to hate. Did he not hate the Pharisees? He absolutely destroyed the Pharisees. You whitewashed tomb, you brood of vipers, you are of your father, the devil. Is that not a little bit of hatred for what is evil? We are to hate sin. We are to hate what is evil and flee from it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So I want to thank you guys for joining us today. We are well over our time. I hope that this is at least given some context to what just happened in our nation. And folks, in my opinion, the Super Bowl is a reflection of our nation. Our politics are a reflection of our nation. The condition of our government is a reflection of our nation. The corruptness of our government is a reflection of this nation. And God is calling us to be, yeah, somebody just said this in the comment. So God is calling us to be separate, to be holy, to offer ourselves as a holy and living sacrifice and not partake with that which is unholy and unclean. Amen to that. Thank you for being with us today. If you want to support this ministry, uh, right there, tillministry.com. You can go to our um, donate page, which is tillministry.com slash donate, right there on the screen. Please prayerfully consider supporting us. We are 100% supported by you. 100%. And everything has gone up as it asked for all of us. Our internet, our bandwidth, our text alerts, uh, our email, everything. But we know that God is faithful and we thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord. So if you prayerfully consider that, by the way, on that link is also a place if you want to send in a check. You just write the check out the TIL or TIL ministry. And the address is P.O. Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. That's on the website. And if any of you are... Uh, moved by the Holy Spirit to join us on a monthly basis of support. You can join our Gideon Army of 300. The 300 are praying for us and committing to support us on a monthly basis. Any amount larger than $5 a month is a blessing. Is a blessing. Also, our brand new DVD is coming out uh, tomorrow. Here it is. You have the image there, Dry. We will not comply. Uh, it's on the second line there. Here's our brand new DVD. We will not comply. It's supposed to get here tomorrow and we'll be shipping them out right away. So if you want to go ahead and now go online 
and get an order in for that, uh, you can do it right now. So we can get those orders out right away. It's right on our order page. And of course, we have our other two DVDs, uh, The Great Pushback. Can we get those up real quick? The Great Pushback and One World Religion Rising. These are our brand new DVDs as well in the last year. Both of them phenomenal about end time prophecy. I encourage you if you're able to get those. Thank you everybody for being with us today. Thank you for all the comments. God bless you. Folks, do me a favor if you're on Rumble, click follow if you have not. And would you get that link, the URL, and share it with somebody. Get it out there with somebody who needs to be aware. And a lot of people are not going to watch this. A lot of people are going to get mad that we're calling out the Super Bowl. Because why? Because it has become an idol. That's an evidence. That's how you know it's an idol. Is when you get mad if people begin to expose it for what it is. May the Lord give us great wisdom and discernment. God bless you guys. I'll be back with you Thursday night live here in studio, Lord willing, 8 o'clock Eastern. We'll see you then. God bless you guys.